This is Big Sky Lead, a dive into the stories about how government and politics drive the direction of Montana. This podcast is from the reporters of the Montana State News Bureau in Helena, your eyes and ears on state government. It's produced by me, Tom Bridge. Our team brings you an examination of Montana's new landscape with new laws, a new governor, and a new Republican dominance across all of state government. I'm here with Sam Wilson of the Montana State News Bureau. Uh, he's been um, reporting a story over the last couple of weeks about uh, an ongoing workforce shortage across the state. Help wanted signs have become ubiquitous uh, in Montana at restaurants, stores, and other service industry businesses over the past few months. As vaccines have become broadly available alongside the typical seasonal employment shift, there's been an acute labor shortage for many of these service sector jobs. New employment numbers just came in, just came out Wednesday from the federal government, offering some sense of what's happening at the state level as of May. Sam, what what do the data indicate? Yeah, so uh, most economists I've talked to about this have been pretty careful to stress that while these numbers tend to generate a lot of headlines, they're preliminary, um, they're prone to revision, and, um, you know, they've got some relatively low sample sizes compared to the national data. Um, so you kind of got to take them with a grain of salt. Uh, that said, uh, when I talked to Pat Barkey, the director of UM's Bureau of Business and Economic Research, um, he said that the most recent set of data from the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics does seem to make a few things clear. Um, as we know, Montana's economy and the labor market took a big hit during the pandemic, but not as severe as what happened across the U.S. Um, and we sprang back a lot more quickly than the national average. Um, but still, he said that in recent months, those job gains appear to have slowed. Um, so right now, according to those data, the number of people employed or actively looking for jobs is still about 7,500 less than it was uh, back in February of 2020. Um, total employment's also down by about that much. Um, so we've still got a ways to go before we're back to where we were at before the pandemic. Um, and I should note there's a lag in these data. So the most recent numbers that came out this past week referred to the labor situation in May. So Governor Greg Gianforte made headlines last month uh, with his announcement that he would make Montana the first state to end the expanded unemployment benefits that were put in place to offset some of the worst economic impacts of the pandemic. Has that policy change made a difference so far that we can tell? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty difficult to tell. Um, I think, you know, it'll be hard to gauge the success of that policy until more time passes and economists have had a chance to look at how states that enacted these types of policies fared compared with those that plan to continue accepting the extra unemployment benefits. Um, there's about, I think, now 25 states that have done something similar to the Gianforte administration. Um, and then the other 25 will continue to accept those benefits until uh, September when they're supposed to expire. Um, Gianforte believes, like many Republicans, that at least part of the labor shortage is due to people who are able to work but are more or less content to sit back and just collect that extra money for now. Um, and when I spoke to him this week, he maintained that stance. He noted that the department so far has gotten 2,700 applications for those return-to-work bonuses, which is what his administration is using in place of the expanded unemployment benefits um, as sort of an incentive to get people back to work. 
Um, and they expect that number is going to jump uh, this weekend when uh, those benefits expire at the state level. Um, but as far as an indication that the policy is making a difference on employment levels, that's just not really clear at this point. Um, you know, the state's labor force has been appearing to recover over the past couple months, um, similar to the national trends. And the employment rate has been moving down each month for more than a year um, since it peaked at about 12% last April. So, Sam, as a part of your reporting over the last couple of weeks, you've spoken with a number of employers uh, about what they're seeing on the ground as they try to attract new workers and retain the ones they've already got on their payroll. What challenges are they facing to you know, keep these places staffed up and be able to keep their, their doors open? Yeah, so um, yeah, I talked to a number of folks across the state, and um, you know, they largely tended to be a lot less certain than the governor that um, unemployment benefits are what's really driving the labor shortage. Um, you know, employers and economists that I reached out to said that there's you know clearly been a lack of available workers throughout the economy, um, but those kind of lower wage uh, service sector jobs are where it's most acute right now. Um, one person I talked to is Jesse Farns, who manages employees at Montana Coffee Traders, which is a local chain of coffee shops in the Flathead Valley. And um, back in April, they ended up closing their location in Kalispell on Main Street, um, which uh, has been pretty consistently busy. Um, you know, I remember when I lived there back in 2017, I mean, it was pretty much always packed. And um, they closed it indefinitely. Um, they're planning on keeping it shuttered throughout the summer um, as much of a hit as that is to uh, you know to their bottom line because she said they just couldn't find enough workers to staff it adequately um, but instead of unemployment benefits you know she tended to point more toward to a lack of affordable housing and a lack of uh, available child care that's really kind of keeping people on the sidelines and, and affecting um, both her existing employees and um, you know the people that she's kind of reached out to that have you know responded uh, with job applications, um, and it's keeping people you know new workers from moving to the flathead to take those jobs. Um, and like pretty much everyone I've talked to, I mean they're offering fifteen dollars an hour as a starting rate, and that's still not enough for people to make ends meet there. Um, you know, in the flatheads pretty well known for having had issues with affordable housing for a long time um, but over the past year particularly there's been pretty broad agreement that it's reaching kind of crisis levels um, you know along with other popular destinations in the state like Bozeman um, but you know it's not just those areas I mean elsewhere in the state I talked to people from you know Great Falls to Butte and here in Helena and employers largely said the situation's the same. You know, their wages are going up, but so is the cost of living, and coupled with child care problem uh, or a lack of available child care um, exacerbated by the pandemic, uh, many people just aren't able to re-answer the workforce at this point. Um, you know, then early retirements played a role as well. Um, you know, in Montana especially, there's a lot of um, part-time, you know, semi-retired workers that have kind of remain in the workforce. Um, an economist over at the Department of Labor and Industry um, at the state, uh, Barb Wagner, she referred to this as recreational employment, where a lot of older people tend to just, you know, kind of, in order to maintain a social life, you know, they'll just kind of hang on to a part-time job. And, um, you know, the pandemic kind of had a pretty unique effect of 
pushing a lot of those you know more vulnerable people out of the out of the workforce and um so a lot of them have just kind of opted to remain on the sidelines and she thinks that's at least partially driving it right now in your reporting do we have any idea that maybe perhaps for example the retail industry is suffering from the same um workforce shortage yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, it tends to be pretty visible because, you know, we go into restaurants and, um, you know, bars and see that, you know, everybody's kind of looking for employees, but definitely it's hitting the retail industry as well. Um, you know, I think the, and really, I mean, you know, throughout the economy, it's it's having a ripple effect, but I think the most acute effects are definitely happening in the service sector, so that certainly includes retail. So what other policy changes has the Gianforte administration announced to address the labor shortage uh, and those factors that are continuing to contribute to it? Um, yeah, when I talked to him this week, he pointed to legislation that, um, that he signed this past session that eased some environmental regulations on buildings. Um, and he also noted that his administration is kind of taking a specific focus on uh, deregulatory actions aimed at making it easier for builders to add housing stock. Um, you know, he really stressed that he's not interested in subsidies, but, um, you know, thinks the, the market needs to be allowed to um, create housing stock and respond to this demand. Um, you know, and he also pointed to the state providing millions in rental assistance in recent months. Um, but, you know, Republicans have also been criticized um, for some of these policies, uh, you know, where they effectively singled out Whitefish and Bozeman with legislation that voided policies that those towns had on the book requiring that builders include affordable housing and new developments, um, usually referred to as inclusionary zoning policies. Um, and uh, Gianforte signed that bill, um, you know, effectively nullifying those policies this past session. And he also vetoed a Republican-sponsored measure that would have created tax credits to incentivize affordable housing. Um, regarding expanded access to child care, um, he did refer to the commission set up by the legislature to figure out how to spend the hundreds of millions of dollars that the state got through the Federal American Relief Plan Act, um, it's often referred to as ARPA. Um, that's the most recent stimulus bill passed by Congress. And um, of that money, there's over $100 million that the feds have specifically earmarked um, and said that has to be spent on expanding child care options. Um, and I, when I pressed him a little bit, he didn't have any specifics on potential child care programs. Um, he just kind of said that'll be up to the committee. And, um, you know, he didn't have a timeline on the rollout, but said that as uh, the committee continues its work, that's one of the areas they'll be focused on. Is the administration, in your, in your discussions with them, are they hopeful that the measures um, that are being taken by state government will, will turn the, the workforce shortage around? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I certainly got a lot of optimism from the governor when I spoke with him. Um, you know, he believes that, you know, the, the policies of his administration and uh, Republicans in the legislature pursued are working to get the state's economy back on track. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, more broadly, a lot of economists, um, you know, see the economy making progress as we get out of the pandemic. But, um, you know, it's just everything's opened up at a different rate. So, you know, you have a lot of um, sectors that are affected differently that have, you know, um, you know, like construction. Um, obviously, we've continued to have a construction boom here in Montana. 
um, and you know other higher wage jobs that have been a little bit more steady. People can work from home through the pandemic um, versus you know again these service sector jobs where everything has just kind of opened up. You know you've got vaccinations coinciding with the usual reopening during the summer tourism season. Um, so it's kind of been a bit of a perfect storm for that sector of the economy. So now what about the business owners that you've talked to? Are they hopeful? I'd say it's a mix. Um, I mean, they, <laughs> I think they're, you know, they've, a lot of them have had a really tough year and, um, and so they're they're not really seeing a ton of relief, um, and and you know obviously having to having to shut down you know one of your busiest stores um, in Kalispell, so that's a pretty big hit to take. Um, but you know I think um, you know they're they're hopeful that that things are slowly coming back to normal. Well, thanks, Sam. Thanks for uh, the insights from your reporting. That story should publish in uh, Lee Montana newspapers this weekend. Um, that's all we got for you today. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to keep uh, this coming into your headphones, make sure to subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. Thanks.